Hey, what's going on? It's your boy TC coming at you with the first episode of TC Talks. And we're just doing this for you because we are not available in the studios right now. We are doing some COVID protocols right now. So we're on a little bit of a individual basis right now. So this is coming out of my home studio. It's not going to be as good as our main studio. So I apologize. But if, if you just bear with me, willing to listen to some sports news, then we're going to dive right into it. We're going to be talking about the NFL exclusively this podcast. So, it, you know, stick around if you're interested. We also got some interesting reports about college football coaches. So if you are a specific college football coach. So if you're into college football, you might want to stick around as well. But let's dive right into what we're going to be talking about today. We have a very interesting show. We're going to be talking about NFL free agency because of the looming NFL playoffs. And again, we're going to be talking about a college football coach who may or may not be coming to the NFL and how he may land in the Windy City. But before we get into all that, I want to talk about the 2021 playoff picture. And you just come in looking at the the playoff spots. The Packers are wildly in front of everybody else at 13 and three, the number one team in the NFL. And I think they're going to remain that as they have the Lions coming up. And I do not see the Detroit Lions at 213 and one coming in with a win. Uh, the Rams. They have a very interesting game. They can knock the 49ers right out of the playoffs. And if they don't, that that gives them the ability to potentially play the 49ers in the playoffs. But if they do fall, that will bring them to the number three seed. And it will push the Buccaneers to the number two seed. And the uh, 49ers then would still remain the sixth seed. So it is... It wouldn't be possible that they played each other. Uh, in fact, well, no, yes, they would then play each other if the 49ers win because then the Rams would fall to the number three seed and the number three seed would play the number six seed and then the number seven seed Eagles would play the number two seed Buccaneers who I anticipate would beat the Carolina Panthers. And then again, you have the Eagles playing the Cowboys and if the Eagles lose this game, they fall to nine and eight which could put them in competition with the New Orleans Saints. They have another game coming up against the uh, the uh, Falcons, and if they are able to beat the Falcons, I'll push them to 9-8. and eight. I'm not 100% sure if that would result in a win, in a, uh, would put them over the edge, but it is potential for the Saints to get in. I really do think that they need the 49ers to lose, though, in order to get in. So it might be the 49ers and the Eagles moving on if the 49ers are able to beat the Rams. But let's look at the AFC. The AFC is led by the Tennessee Titans, who look like they're going to finish their season 12-5 and as they play the Texans this upcoming week. The Chiefs play the Broncos, and everyone likes to talk down about the Broncos. But for me personally, I think they're a better team than what's going on. They like to claim that, and I see bits and pieces of it. I would just like to see what the final score of this game is because if it really is just a failure at quarterback and some minor things that you need to weed out, then, you know, maybe the final score will reflect that. Maybe we'll see some sort of stand. Maybe it will be a closer game 
than we're used to against a bad team playing a good team like the Chiefs. However, I don't really anticipate that. I really think the Chiefs are going to blow this game out, and maybe that's all going to come late in the game when the defense is winded because the offense has been struggling to move the ball, but I don't really see the Broncos making a good enough stand, and I I would like to hope that they're better than they are, but I really do think that it's going to boil down to them getting a new quarterback and being able to become a little bit more aggressive. The Bengals come in at number three. The Bills come in at number four. The Patriots, they're in a little bit of hot water right now, if I will say. They play the Dolphins, and despite what you might think about the Dolphins, they are a very interesting team, to say the least. They're able to pull off some weird wins, so I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Dolphins won, but it's more than likely going to be the Patriots clinching that number five spot. Then we have the Colts and Chargers, both at nine and seven. The Colts look like they're going to move to 10 and seven, playing the Jaguars, so I don't really see a worry there for the Colts. The Chargers, on the other hand, they have a very interesting game. They play the nine and seven Raiders, so the winner of this game will really spell the fate of that final wild card spot. One of these teams is going to move to 10 and 7. One of them is going to move to 9 and 8. And I have the Raiders beating the Chargers, moving to 10 and 7, and the Chargers falling to 9 and 8. What about the Steelers? Like I just said, it doesn't really matter. The 9 and 7 Raiders are going to win. The 9 and 7 Colts are going to win, and they are going to fill the last two uh, spots. But the Steelers might have a chance still. I think they are the most likely of the last two teams to have a shot. They need to beat the Ravens, which I don't think is likely, but it's possible. And then they need either the Colts to lose or, yeah, they just need the Colts to lose because either the Raiders are going to lose and move to 9-8 and eight, or the Chargers are going to lose and move to 9-8. and eight. So if the Colts lose, they're... No, the Colts can win. That's fine. But if the Raiders lose, no, the Colts do need to lose because the Raiders need to are going to win, like I said. So they're going to get to ten and seven. The Colts need to lose to go to nine and eight, and then the Steelers need to win to get to nine, seven, and one to maintain that last seed, which I don't see happening unless the Jags have been sleep. Unless we've been sleeping on the Jags, and you know maybe they've been sleeping on us as well, not willing to play games by napping. You know, maybe they'll come out and beat the Colts, but I don't see that. The Colts are a pretty good team. I see them moving to 10-7, and seven, so oh well. Uh, but that pretty much wraps off the playoff picture. Again, I think the 49ers are going to miss out on the playoffs. The Saints are going to be able to beat the Falcons and sneak in there at 9-8. and eight. And then I think it's going to be the Raiders taking that last spot in the AFC, the Colts maintaining the sixth spot, and so on. But let's talk about that. Big 10 coach coming to possibly the Chicago Bears. And I know you're thinking it is impossible. But what if I told you that according to MSN Sports, Microsoft News Sports, the Las Vegas Raiders and the Chicago Bears have been named as potential landing spots for Harbaugh, the Michigan coach. Now, if you don't know, he has ties to both of these teams. 
the Las Vegas Raiders are the first place that he was a coach. He was a quarterback, quarterbacks coach, and in Chicago, that is where he was drafted, and he played eight seasons. So it is very big potential for him to come to Chicago. And when you look at both teams, both teams have a pretty good quarterback. Derek Carr, you know, I think it's really going to depend on how he's able to punch through the rest of the season. I think if he's able to overcome the Chargers and get into the playoffs and prove himself worthy of this contention, and if he only had a, a good, solid coaching situation, then he'd be able to go forward. That's the only thing I think would really push uh, Harbaugh to go there. If not, I really think if he is going to go to the NFL, he would go to the Bears, and here's why. Uh, Justin Fields is a young quarterback. He has potential. This was only his first season. So that gives Jim Harbaugh a lot of time to be able to influence and affect his game. He hasn't been impacted long enough, Justin Fields, by other coaches in negative systems that he's a ruined quarterback. He had a one-year slub. He could push that past, and especially with a good coach like Jim Harbaugh, I think he's able to, to excel to the next level. So I could see him coming to Chicago for that reason. Otherwise, I don't think he's going to. And personally, I really don't think he's going to be going to the NFL. I think he's going to be staying in Michigan. Doesn't seem like a move he would make to me. You know, I'm not a big, you know, college football guy. I don't, I don't follow this guy personally or anything like that. So I don't really know much of his character or anything like that. But I would think he would at least try to stay in Michigan. His contract's until 2025. Hopefully he stays until 2025 because I'm a big, you know, follow through with your agreements and maintain that, you know, don't ever, you know, shrug somebody off for somebody else. If you're going to say you're going to give someone their time, give them their time, you know, but let's talk about more offseason news. What can happen with this offseason there are so many interesting stories the biggest and most current one is Antonio Brown now if you don't know what happened he has left the Buccaneers during the middle of a game well I mean seven minutes six minutes yeah seven minutes into the third quarter uh, he left the game versus the Jets threw his jersey and pads onto the, the bench threw his shirt and his gloves into the stadium and walked out like he was pumping up a crowd. And uh, honestly, he probably was. I mean, I was like, holy, sh you know, that that's amazing. What is going on? So is that going to be really it for Antonio Brown? The, the coach of the Buccaneers seems to think so. He does not seem to want him on his team. But uh, a reporter from CBS Sports has said that if he wants a job on another NFL team, he could have one. So I think there is some potential to sign him. This is all from BleacherReport.com, and specifically it is written by Jake Rill. Thank you, Jake, for the article. Jake believes that he could land in the New Orleans Saints where he's going to be able to play the Buccaneers twice next season. I don't really see that. If I was Antonio Brown, 
I'd be going for a playoff contending team where I would be able to play the Buccaneers twice, but not in the regular season, once in the regular season, and again in the playoffs. And a team that he could do that with is the Arizona Cardinals, the Los Angeles Rams, or a number, or even potentially the Green Bay Packers, since let's get into that information. Um, if you look at what's going on with Devontae Adams, he is now at the end of his contract, and they're going to have to make decisions on to put a franchise tag on him or not. Apparently, according to the article, he had walked out on big money extension talks in late July, but you know that doesn't mean so much going into the offseason. It could just be that you know they didn't want to talk about it right now, whatever. But if we are looking at Adams departing the Packers, they're going to be wanting to bring in some weapons, either for their young quarter quarterback or Aaron Rodgers in order to make another playoff run if they're not able to do so. But I do feel that Aaron Rodgers is getting to that point where he's trying to wrap it up, put the hang the cleats up, call it a day. Don't quote me on it, but I, I think I feel like that's what's gonna happen personally. But and I feel like that's gonna do a lot with what's going on with Devontae Adams. I do not see him wanting to stay with this young quarterback trying to build this team, depending on you know, what what he's about. I don't know much about Devontae Adams, but I would think at this point in his career, if they're not able to score a Super Bowl in Green Bay this season, that he's going to be looking for a team that he could take to the Super Bowl or help take to the Super Bowl. So I think that's going to be his move. If he's able to make the Super Bowl and, and win with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers this season, I think he's going to stay regardless of who's quarterback next season. So I don't think Antonio Brown would have to go to the Packers. But like I said, I feel like the best spot for Brown is either the Rams or the Cardinals. They're a good playoff contender. I don't see him going to Dallas. I don't think that's a good fit. Um, but yes, I do think that Devontae Adams, if the Green Bay Packers were able to win out this year, he is going to stay with the Green Bay Packers, get the franchise tag, and uh, that's going to be the end of that. Antonio Brown, like I said, unless he could find an NFC team willing to take him, I don't see... I don't see him sticking around unless he wants to go beat up on New England again and just doesn't like Bill Belichick. But I would feel like his beef is more centered around the uh, Buccaneers at this point. I don't think he wants to go beat up on Bill Belichick anymore. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's going to do it for the free agency. I mean, we could talk a little bit about the uh, Houston Texans a little bit. But uh, actually, yeah, we will talk about the Houston Texans a little bit because their biggest problem is quarterback and if you don't know there is a certain former Chicago Bear who is likely to sign there according to this team according to this report uh the most likely quarterback that they will be able to sign the Houston Texans is going to be Mitchell Trubisky just to a two-year deal nothing major but I do think that will mean a lot for Trubisky's career going to a, a team like Houston where they're not where they're kind of at an issue with the quarterback position. And if they're able to, to do what, if they're put in a situation like a lot of these teams have been where they're substituting in their, their second, third string quarterbacks just to be able to try to get some different looks on offense, try to see if they have an, uh, an answer. You know, I, I could see Mitchell Trubisky fitting that spot perfectly. I think he, he played pretty well in the preseason game against the Chicago Bears. Of course, that was like, in the third quarter against like second, third string guys, but it's nice to see him be able to rebound, get that composure and show us that he's at least playing 
at a uh, freshman level, you know. So that's reassuring for him. Uh, I've always I've always liked Mitchell Trubisky. I never thought he was the answer for the Chicago Bears, but perhaps he could be the answer for the Houston Texans starting in 2022. But uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Tyler Talks. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for bearing with me and this uh, strange setup that we have going on. I really appreciate you listening. Uh, Please subscribe. Thank you. See you next time.